Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book Positioning with you. In 2001, positioning was lauded as the concept that has the greatest impact on American marketing by American Marketing Association. In 2009, positioning was awarded the first place in the best marketing classic by Advertising Age. Some people say that, if you only read one marketing book in your life, then positioning should be your first choice. Why does the concept of positioning have such a big impact on marketers? Before 1960s and 1970s, people's understanding on branding was basically equivalent to advertising the product's advantages. Businesses tell marketers about the advantages of their products, while the advertising companies find some ways to advertise these advantages. For such a traditional marketing idea, the most important battlefields are in the product department, factory and workshop. But the authors of positioning say that they are all wrong. If the battlefield of marketing is placed on the product features, it is just like a wrong war, at the wrong place, at the wrong time. Because the real battlefield of marketing is not in the products, but in the customers' minds. What we are fighting for is not to advertise the highlights of the products, but to find out the highlights that your customers can remember. As such, the emergence of the positioning concept was like a wake-up call that let everyone rethink, what is the right marketing? Unfortunately, on June 5, 2017, one of the authors of Positioning, Jack Trout died of illness in the United States. On that day, one of America's most important business magazines, Advertising Age published a special article in commemoration of Jack Trout, the legendary figure in marketing. But the positioning theory has been continuously studied and practiced. The two authors have used the positioning theory to serve some of the Fortune Global 500 companies, such as GM, IBM, Microsoft, Procter & Gamble, Burger King, and Citibank. Take IBM as an example. In the 1980s, IBM had gone into trouble under the siege of competitors, such as Compaq, Dell and Apple in hardware, Microsoft and Oracle in software, and Intel in chip. In 1991, IBM lost 8.1 billion US dollars. Later, based on the characteristics of IBM's product line, Al Reese and Jack Trout helped IBM reposition its brand as an integrated computing. As a result, IBM made a comeback in 2001, with a net profit of $7.7 billion. Another classic case is how they helped Papa John's defeat Pizza Hut. Prior to this fierce business battle, Papa John's was a small business in trouble. In addition to its small size, its biggest problems were its long list of product line and complex products. In other words, Papa John's had failed to position its own company and products clearly. However, Papa John's has a unique way of making pizza. Unlike Pizza Hut's concentrated sauce, Papa John's sauce is made of naturally ripened and freshly packaged tomatoes. Moreover, they only use Italian cheese instead of mixed cheese, fresh flour instead of frozen flour, and pure water instead of tap water. Its production process is complicated and high cost, but it makes healthy pizzas. This could absolutely be used as a clear strategic positioning, that is, the highest quality pizza. Through positioning marketing, 
Nowadays Papa John's is already one of America's most successful pizza chains. After hearing this, are you interested to know more about positioning? Let's talk about the essence of this book in three parts. Part 1. What is positioning all about? Part 2. Choose a positive name for your product. Part 3. Three methods for positioning. Firstly, let's listen to part 1. What is positioning all about? Let's start with the relevant background information. You perhaps wonder why haven't you heard about the concept of positioning decades ago? That's because the past era was a stage of scarce supplies. When the supply falls short of demand, people will be very pleased as long as they can buy a product. Today, the reason why we are talking about positioning and marketing, is because the age we are living in has completely changed. The goods are sufficient, even excessively abundant. Each year some 30,000 books are published in America, which would take tens of years of reading 24 hours a day, just to finish one year's output. Each year in America, 10 million tons of newsprints are consumed, and 72 billion copies are printed. Down the halls at the Pentagon, copy machines crank out 350,000 pages a day, equal to 1,000 good-sized novels. The average supermarket in the America has some 10,000 individual products or brands on display. But our minds are physiologically limited. Research has shown that the minds of ordinary persons can't handle more than seven units synchronously. For example, few people can tell the names of more than seven brands in the same category. Therefore, in order to deal with media and product explosions, the human mind will naturally screen and reject much of the information offered to it. The authors argue that what we need to do at this time is not to spread more messages, but to oversimplify the messages. The content of the messages shall be as concise as possible, because the customers simply have no time and patience to listen to your long story. If you fail to quickly arouse their interest with the concise messages, then your advertising has failed. The authors also emphasize that we should not try to change the human mind. This is one of the most important principles of the positioning theories. However, this principle is also the one that marketer violate the most. The authors believe that many companies waste millions of dollars every day in an attempt to change the potential customers' minds, which will bring them loss more than gain. Xerox was the first brand in the world to launch a commercial plain paper copier. At that time, when the copier was mentioned, people thought of Xerox. Xerox tried to persuade the customers that in addition to photocopiers, other products they made were also worth the money. It turned out that the customers were not interested in other Xerox products, and as a result Xerox lost hundreds of millions of dollars. To sum up, positioning is not about creating something new and different, but to mobilize the existing cognition in human minds to reconnect the existing links, so that your products are impressed in the target audience's minds. As mentioned earlier, the ultimate battlefield is not in the product or service, but in the potential customers' minds. The most important thing is not what kind of product you produce, but how to make your customers remember your product. To put it simply in one sentence, the positioning is to get into the potential customers' minds. The authors also believe that positioning in nature is a kind of a choice. Only if you dare to admit who is not suitable to use your product, can you find your real target audience. Positioning is not about scope expansion, but focus. For the enterprises, 
Giving up some customers may be regarded as a loss in the sales volume. But is that really the case? Not necessarily. For example, American customers have been pursuing larger and longer cars for a long time. But as gasoline became more and more expensive, larger and longer cars gradually became unpractical. At this time, Volkswagen bravely advertised a new car model, a mini car like a Beetle on a huge advertisement page of a newspaper. There is a line below the picture, think small. This ad quickly exploded the market. In 1965, Volkswagen produced only one car model, namely Beetle, which accounted for 67% of the U.S. imported car market. This is a classic example of a successful positioning. When a company wants its products to satisfy everyone, the company's positioning is ambiguous. But countless companies have been following this wrong path, because humans by nature always like to pursue better and more. To avoid such mistake, we must boldly give up our non-target audience, which is the foundation of positioning. Let's continue with the example of Volkswagen just mentioned. Despite the large number of customers who bought Beetles, most American customers still chose large cars. The initially successful Volkswagen felt anxious about not sharing the big cake. So Volkswagen quickly entered the large car market with Dasher Car with an ad slogan, with great pride, Volkswagen enters the luxury car field. Dasher. The elegant Volkswagen. Later, Volkswagen launched five car models, with an ad slogan, different bulks, for different folks. Satisfying everyone sounded really good, and it seemed that the sales volume increased sharply. But was it really the case? In reality, the customer's impression on Volkswagen is confused. If I wanted to buy a large car or a luxury car, why should I buy Volkswagen? In 1993, Volkswagen's shares in the United States dropped to less than 3%. Volkswagen's experience tells us that, if you want to satisfy everyone, you can't satisfy anyone. You can only succeed through becoming first in a category in the human minds. We just listened to the content of part 1. Because the capacity of the human mind is not enough, it screens and rejects much of the information offered to it. Therefore, Positioning shall be used to imprint your products in the minds of your target customer. Positioning in nature is a kind of choice. Only if you dare to admit who is not suitable to use your product, can you find your target audience. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.